0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash Switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at MintMobile.com. Bethesda has confirmed what gaming franchise they'll be working on after the next Elder Scrolls game. <laughs> For June 16th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender and welcome to Let's Play, a Daily Gaming News podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Ignore that humming in the background, that's just the sound of a thousand air conditioners all running at once. It's nearly 100 degrees here in Detroit, but we're still here with you anyway. Coming up, Nintendo is skipping the DMCA strikes and going straight to direct calls from lawyers, and Square Enix confirms that they're just making up Kingdom Hearts as they go along. Earlier this week, Bethesda's creative director Todd Howard spoke with IGN about the direction Bethesda will take after Starfield launches. Howard explained, quote, yes, Elder Scrolls 6 is in pre-production, and you know we're going to be doing Fallout 5 after that, so our slate's pretty full going forward for a while. Which is interesting because when Fallout 76 was announced all the way back in 2018 at E3, Bethesda also announced Elder Scrolls 6. Following that, Howard has pleaded with fans for the past four years to be patient with Bethesda, and now Bethesda is finally going into pre-production for Elder Scrolls VI. Howard continued to lament on how Bethesda is slow at the development process, saying quote, They do take a while. I wish they came out faster. I really do. We're trying as hard as we can, but we want them to be the best that they can be for everybody none of which is terribly surprising. Bethesda isn't unique in the way that they develop games, but I think most gaming fans can agree that the scope of their games is what slows down the development process. Now that we've started to understand the scope of just how big Starfield actually is, the fact that Bethesda has only been working on it for seven years is actually remarkably impressive. I know gamers have been used to the marketing machine around a title like Elder Scrolls spinning up much closer to the release, but I think this is a case where the audience is going to have to temper their expectations around such massive projects, because the alternative is only hearing what Bethesda is working on once every two years. So instead of Nintendo doing a showcase of new games at some point this week, Nintendo decided a better use of their time was to send their lawyers to harass a small YouTube remixing channel. Electronic music producer Cinemax on Tuesday released a video going over a recent call from Nintendo saying, quote, On May 31st, a lawyer representing Nintendo called me and asked me to take down nine videos off the channel. The nine videos in question are nine Metroid Prime recreation covers that Cinemax had made himself. Cinemax pointed out that the research videos that accompanied those nine covers could stay up, but Nintendo has issues with the recreated covers themselves, with Cinemax saying, quote, "...however a recreation cover, or just a cover in general, or any sort of remix, that, unfortunately, cannot be done without compulsory licenses." which, yes, is within Nintendo's legal right to protect their copyright, but most, specifically gaming music publishers, simply look the other way and choose not to enforce their copyright. What I find odd is that Nintendo is now sicking their lawyers on people individually instead of using the copyright claim system on YouTube. Going down that route, Nintendo could recoup money by taking revenue made from the video. However, there isn't any revenue actually lost when people upload Nintendo's music, because Nintendo doesn't release standalone soundtracks for their games. And this fervent protection of intellectual property isn't fixing Nintendo's issues with piracy. It's insane to me that every other game developer on the planet has released their soundtracks in some form or fashion, yet Nintendo won't capitalize on the music market at all, unless they're about to start, which would make a lot of these moves make a lot more sense. In a recent interview with Game Informer, Kingdom Hearts director Tetsuya Nomura has finally come clean on why there's been a lack of Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts. Nomura said, quote, I understand there weren't many Final Fantasy characters in Kingdom Hearts 3. One thing I want to clear up is that a lot of fans are saying that Kingdom Hearts is this collaboration between Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters. But I really feel like that's not the basic concept of Kingdom Hearts. That's not exactly what Kingdom Hearts is. Nomura elaborated on why he used Final Fantasy characters, saying that the original Kingdom Hearts characters couldn't stand on their own and needed help from the Final Fantasy series. And I don't think that that's a narrative justification, by the way, that's marketing code for less people would have bought this if we didn't include Cloud and Sephiroth. Though Nomura doesn't actually ever end up elaborating on what he actually thinks the Kingdom Hearts basic concept is, which personally I always thought was an action RPG collaboration with Disney and Final Fantasy characters. Nomura continues, quote, Now, there are many original characters from Kingdom Hearts that are so well-loved, and people want to see more of those characters. I know that some fans were concerned about that and weren't too happy and wanted to see more Final Fantasy characters. That's something we're definitely thinking about. But just with the sheer number of original characters that we have now, it's hard to say what the exact balance is going to be and how it will play out in Kingdom Hearts 4. So what this confirms, for me at least, is that Square Enix didn't believe in their ability to create strong original characters for Kingdom Hearts, so they cynically co-opted some of their favorite and most beloved characters from their most popular franchise in an effort to make a Disney collaboration that wasn't a total flop, and never actually had a good narrative reason to include Final Fantasy characters in the first f-ing place. So if you were waiting for some big payoff or explanation as to why your favorite Final Fantasy characters showed up with with Donald and Goofy? Sorry, there's just not one. Alright, well that's going to do it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you're subscribed so you can come back tomorrow for even more video game news. You can follow me on Twitter at Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening.